Take your Bible this morning, turn to Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4. You know, the Lord laid the scripture on my heart about a week or so ago. And boy, I tell you, there's a lot of things you can get out of this one little section. So if I chase rabbits, y'all just bear with me just a minute because I've, I've looked at it so many different ways. And it's, it's a wonderful story. It's a great thing that happened. In, in Jesus and the disciples' lives, and and it's in all the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, all tell it pretty much the same order. Uh, they just kind of go into a little different. And Mark's telling us during this time that as they're getting ready, it's in Mark chapter 4, we're going to be in, starting in verse 35, Mark chapter 4, and the he had just been teaching the disciples about faith and and. We see that he's healed people. Matthew tells us he's raised people from the dead. and The disciples have witnessed all this. And, but isn't it amazing sometimes how when we see God do things in other people's lives? It, it, it's great. We see it. And we're like, wow, look at God work. 
But until it, something happens to us a lot of times, we don't realize how awesome God really is. And this is kind of what happens. And, and I want, so we're going to read from verse 35 to verse 41, chapter 4. And it says, In the same day when the eve was come, he said to them, Let's pass over to the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And, and there was also with him other little ships. And then there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat upon the ships. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awakened him and said unto him, Master, carest not that, that thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? And, you know, it's, a, it's an awesome, awesome story because there's so much in these in the, these six verses here. And, and, I mean, we could go in so many different ways as you, you think about this. But I want you to get in your mind what's happening. He's been teaching. And he's talked to them about And they heard every word of it. And they, 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 they drank it all in. And they heard it. And they saw him as he healed a man with a withered hand. They saw as he raised people from the dead. They saw it as the, the centurion came and, and said, hey, you don't even have to come to my house. You just got to say it. And, and I know it'll happen. And they saw all this. And they're like, man, this is, this is their, they've given everything up to follow this man. And, and here Jesus tells them, hey, guys, we're going to get in a boat and we're going to go to the other side. Oh, I, think about that. We're going to the other side. Now, if the one who's been doing all this says we're going to the other side, chances are you're going to get to the other side. And, and here they go. And, and, and I like this. And, and, and so you think about this. They get in this boat. It's a pretty big boat because there's, 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 there's 13 of them. There's 12 disciples of Jesus. And, and it's got to be pretty big because he lays down in it. And he's stretched out, and they start off, and as, as they're going across the, the, the Sea of Galilee, and the Sea of Galilee is known for these storms that just blow up real quick, and, and you really don't want to be out there when they do. And, and it's not just them. There's a lot of other boats, little boats, it says, that went with them. So uh, and, and so now you say it's kind of strange going out at night. No, the, the fishermen and everybody always went out at night to fish. So it's nothing strange for there to be boats on the Sea of Galilee at night. And they start across, and all of a sudden, the storm comes up. And it's a bad storm. It's not your normal storm because it's taking this boat of these 12 disciples, and it's tossing it to and fro, and it says that the boat was full. Now, think about not only that, but think about these little boats that's out there. We don't know what happened to them. You know, they might be, they might be out there swimming disciples are bailing and they're doing this and they're doing that and where's Jesus he's asleep you know why he's asleep because he said we're going to the other side I ain't worried about a little storm but they're focused on the storm and they're bailing they go up to and they say I, I can just hear it now you know I, I, I like how they all write it 
right, listen to how he write, he wrote this. And he says, he says, they, he said unto him, Master, carest not thou not that we perish? I'm sure that's so calm when they said that. I mean, I mean, really, you think that was how calm it was? I mean, I'm sure Mark toned it down an awful lot. That's probably crying, screaming, hollering, and it never woke him up. And finally, somebody goes back here and wakes him up. Don't you even care? We're fixing to die. And, and so, and so he wakes up and he rose and says, and, and he rebuked the wind and said unto peace be still. And, and I want you to really think about this. The word peace there is sapoya, and it means to calm or to be shut up. And then be still. I, I like this one. It, it means to close the mouth with a muzzle. So I want you to shut up and stop and don't even do anything else. So all of a sudden, that storm's gone and it's calm. It's perfectly calm. And he had been talking to them about their faith. Then look what he says. He says, why are you so fearful? How is it? That you have no faith. Guys, I said we're going to the other side. But you didn't grasp it. You, 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 didn't, you didn't listen to what I said. You, you didn't hang on to my words. You didn't, you didn't care. And, and then I like how it says, it says there, it says that, that they feared exceedingly. And, and so, you know, some people get in their, in their mind that they're sitting in the boat and they're shaking with fear. No, they were reverent. That word there is phobio, and it means to be reverent, to, to treat with difference, to have reverent obedience. So they're like, wow, did, did you see what he just did? And, and they looked at one another, and they listen to what it says. It says they, and they says, what manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Oh, it don't matter that he just healed people. It don't matter that he raised people from the dead. But look what happened here. Why? Because it happened to us. It happened to us. You know, the other ones, I don't care about them. This was us. We were fixing to die, and he saved us. But do you ever see anywhere in there where they're worried about the guys out in the boats? No, they went to the other side. They didn't care about the guys in the other boats. The only thing you know, to a storm, I'm going through problems. Oh, I, I don't know what to do. And I, I, I said, it's funny that they fear for their life and they wait Jesus to save them and save them, and and then they stand and all. It's like all of a sudden they realize there's something different about Jesus. Why does it take? Something traumatic in our lives before we ever really pay attention to Jesus. And I think that's the problem we have today is we see things going on and we're to that point where our hearts are so hard we don't really care about other people. I mean, you think about this. We've got people that we're praying for in this church who've been sick, haven't been able to be here in a long time. Have you lifted them up in prayer lately? Or is it just and you just move right on. People's lives, are we so focused on the storm in ours that we don't see what God said? He said this. He said, guys, we're going to the other side. Y'all, he's made a lot of promises to us as the children of God, but do we care about the promises until something happens? 
You know, the Bible tells us one thing. He says, I'll never leave you. In Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 6, he says this. He says, be strong and be of good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he is it that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. He said, I'm right there with you. In the middle of the storm you're going through, I'm right there with you. I've made that promise to you. Why are you focusing on the bad things? Let me tell you, this this sermon is to me. If y'all don't get nothing else out of it, this one was to me. He said, why are you worried about everything that's happening when I said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'm right there with you in the midst of the battle. The storm might be horrible. It might be beating on the ship. The ship might be full of water. But I said, we're going to the other side. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. There's times that you feel alone. You say, nobody cares. Nobody wants to help me. Nobody seems to do anything. God, it's almost like you're not even right there with me. He says, I'm right there with you. If you but we're too busy staring at the, the seas, you know. We, you know, and, and I, it, we, we focus on the wrong thing. I mean, when things are good, we, we focus like we're supposed to. Have you ever noticed that? When things are good, things are going great, boy. Yeah, hey, it's kind of like the, the Damas syndrome, I want to call it. You think about this, when everything was going good with Paul, there was Damas. Hey, I'm right here, I got you back, Paul. And then all of a sudden, things started getting a little worse. Paul said he loved the world more than he loved God. And that's what a lot of us do. We look at the wrong thing at the wrong times. You know, and, and Jesus warns us in Matthew chapter 6, he says this, he says, for where your treasure is, there also your heart will be also you think jesus wherever your treasure is that's it so let me ask you a question are you focusing on god in the storms or are you focusing on you in the storms because see if god's more important to you you focus on him but what happens reason we go through storms and problems is to see where our focus really is a lot of times and most of the times it's not on jesus it's on waves. It's on because you think about it. Never, like I said, the disciples didn't care about anybody but themselves. Don't you? Because listen to what they said. Listen to what they said here. They said this: "Carest thou not that who perish?" He said, "We." Not get to me. It's not like Jesus. Hey, you're fixing to get flipped out the boat. You might want to wake up, hang on, or help bail. But no, it's, you don't care that we perish. We look Instead of waiting until the storm comes to show you where your heart is, maybe what you need to be doing is say, Lord, help me to examine my heart and my motives right now. Because I find out when you get in the storm, it's almost too late. You need to be ready when you get in the boat. You, 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 we need to do like the psalmist said in Psalms 26, verse 2. He says, David said this, he said, Examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try my reins in my heart. He's, you think about it, do you ever ask God, Lord, show me. Help me to understand where I'm at. You know, we, we, we need to remember that when you're in the storm, God will always protect you. 
We forget about that. He tells us in first in Second Thessalonians chapter three, verse three, he says this. He said, But the Lord is faithful. Did you get that? The Lord is faithful, who shall establish you and keep you from evil. You see, when they got in the boat, they forgot who was with them. When they got in the boat, they started the other side, Jesus is asleep, they forgot who's with them. Anything. There's nothing. But to us, the storm's horrible. But he says, I, I, I'm with you. I, 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 but but, but, but I, I'm establish you. That word establish, it means to fix firmly. He said, when, he said God's faithful and he establishes you. He fixes you and keeps you from evil. You know, you know we, we forget what he does for us. The psalmist said in Psalms 18, verse 32 through 34, he said this. It says, it is God that girdeth me with strength and maketh my way perfect. He maketh my feet like hind's feet. He sets me upon high places. He teaches my hands to war so that a bow is still is broken by my arm. So the psalmist got it. He said, I realize that, man, I'm going to go through battles. But God established me. He, he, he's faithful to help me. As I'm going to the other side, he didn't say, hey, I'm going to send y'all, and I'm going to walk around to the other side. I hope you make it. First, he said, I'm never going to leave you. Then he says, I'm going to be with you, and I'm going to teach you how to make it to the other side. You think about this. He was in a boat full, well, not all, well, mostly full. It was a tax collector. Most of them were experienced fishermen who knew about the storms, knew how to handle a boat. But did they take charge? No. They sat back and cried, just like the rest of them. Isn't it amazing how, how God says, I, I've given you what you need to make it through this battle you're going with, but are you breaking out everything you got? And, and the problems you're facing, are, are you like me whining about it, or are you like what we should be on our knees about it? So I'm a whiner. I don't know about y'all. I like to whine and complain. You don't believe me? Ask my wife. She'll tell you. She got on to me this morning. She said, you ain't doing nothing but whining. And, I, you know, I, I, I'm looking for the way, I'm more worried about the way he's going to knock me down that maybe I need to get an altar and realize I need to put on that whole armor that God talks about. You know, Philippians chapter 6, verse 10 through 11, listen to what he says. He says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. He didn't say be strong in the Lord and, and hope you got the power. He said be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. It's not you, it's him that's going to get you through the storm. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So he tells us, he says you can't just halfway do it. You, you, you can't just say, hey, I love the Lord with all my heart, all my mind, and all my soul. And then when a problem goes, goes see, that's me. I do that. 
And I should be listening to what God said. God said, we're going to the other side, Steve. So, hey, I'm with you, and I'm giving you the ability and everything you need to make it through the storm. The question is, are you going to be strong and use the tools that I've given you? I mean, think about this. When you're in a trouble and you're in problems, how many of you pray? And I always say, well, I pray, preacher. You don't understand. I'm on my knees constantly. Well, let me ask you a question. Are you just talking to him or are you listening to are you getting out the word and reading it? Say, I can complain. You can ask God, God, I complain to him all the time. And he says, I'm trying to talk to you and let you hear what I've got to say. I mean, how many of you ever talked to somebody and they won't tell you about their problems and you go, but, but. And you're waiting for them to shut up so you can tell them something. Amen. I understand that. And God said, if you would just stop and listen to me, I've given you everything you need. I'll never leave you. I've established you. I've strengthened you. Put on the whole armor. You know, he tells you, I give you strength in every battle. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run. They shall not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I've told you this verse many times before. I love this verse. And what until one day that I looked at it, how I realized what God was telling us in it. And, you know, I've told you this before. He tells you first, he says, I'm going to give you the strength to rise up above the problem that you're facing, above the storm. You, you realize that? He gives you the strength to do that first. In Micah chapter 7, verse 8 says this. says, Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy. When I fall, I shall rise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light to me. God says, I'm right there for you. I will get you out of this. He says, Rise up. Mount up there, he says. Once you've risen, he's given you the strength to run. Amen. It's not just once you get, I'm going to bring you up out of it. He says, I want you to run once you get there. Paul said this in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 22. He said, abstain. abstain. Abstain means, it means flee. It means run. If you're in a problem, don't stand there in the midst of it. If you got it, you say, well, preacher, you don't understand this problem. It's just everywhere I go is all the time. Well, how many times you run to the altar? Amen. When's the last time you went running to him? Oh, he gives you the ability to run. Maybe what you're doing is you're running in circles. Yeah, I, I watched the kids here Wednesday night. Boy, they're just running in circles. I wish I had the energy to do that. And they can run in circles. I can. And let me tell you, most of us do. God says, I got you up out of this thing. I've given you the way to get out of it. You know what we do? We run right back into it, right back through it. We wonder why we're so wore out. We're running the wrong way. Uh, you ever read verse the next verse after verse 22 of 1 Thessalonians 5? That's what it says. Because he says, abstain from all appearances of evil or flee from all appearances of evil. And the very God of peace. Did you get that? The very God of peace sanctify you wholly. I pray God your whole, with your whole spirit and soul be preserved blameless until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul said this. He said, "Woo, good thing about it. Once you get away from the things that were dragging you down, 
God's going to get you, and he's going to preserve you. He's going to give you some peace about it. I mean, that's, that's the problem. A lot of us, we spend too much time running in circles and going around what not doing to do. Instead of running where he tells us to go, he doesn't give you the ability to get up above the problem. And the problem, just keep going right back to it. He says, I'll give you peace. Amen. Once you got that peace, because then, then this, he said, once you got, think about this, once you've gotten away from it, once you got away from the thing that's dragging you down, then you can actually walk. If you ever notice, he says, uh, you rise up, then you run, then you walk. They're kind of backwards. Usually you think I'm going to crawl and then I'm going to get up and walk, then I'm going to get up and run. But he says, no, I want you to do it backwards. I want you to rise up, fly up above everything. Then I want you to run, and then I want you to walk. Because when he wants you to walk, he wants you to be realized that when you're the daily walk of life, amen, once you get past the problems, he gives you the strength to do it. He rises you up, helps you to get there. Then I want you to walk. I don't want you to stop because the storm stopped. I don't want you to quit because things are looking good. See, that's what a lot of us do. When God fixes the storm, when he says, peace, be still, we go, woo, it's over. Well, then we just sit down and we don't do nothing. We need to realize we need to walk. As, as, as David said in Psalm 40, verses 1 and 2, I waited patiently on the Lord, and, and he inclined to me and heard my cry. He brought me up out of the horrible pit, out of the miry clay. He set my feet upon a rock and established my going. God didn't say, David, I picked you up. I put you where you're going. I just want you to sit there. He said, I want to establish your going. That means you got to start going from there. Once you get through the storm, don't just sit there and go, whoo, well, look, the storm's over with. Well, maybe we ought to break out and just sit down here and just think about it a little while. No, they kept going until they got to the other side. So that's what we got to realize. You've got a goal. You've got a race that you've been put in. It's time to keep going. And once he, he does all that for you, you know, instead of crying in the boat for the fear of the storm, maybe you need to call out to the master. Lord, just strengthen me to get through it. And, and, and then let me tell you, sometimes, sometimes that's a big storm. But you know what he does for us? He gives us the grace we need. Amen. To, to endure what you're going through. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, Will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me? You know, as I read this, I got to thinking about poor old Thomas. You ever thought about this? Thomas wasn't there when Jesus came back. Came and said, Hey, Thomas, Jesus is a rose. And what Thomas said, Well, I won't believe it. I can stick my hand in the side, put my fingers through the nail scar. Uh, you know, one the only way he knew about that is because somebody else. And Jesus said, Thomas, come on and do it. Blessed are those that, that, that believe they hadn't seen. You realize they were all just like Thomas. We give Thomas a bad rap, but every one of them sat there and go, wow, look at him. He, he can still the seas. He can calm the wind. What about the man with the withered hand? What about the centurion? What about the ones that, did that not matter? Why do we wait for a storm in our life before we call out to God? 
And then when we get in the storm, we think it's just horrible. And think about Paul. Paul. Paul cried out three times, God, I got a problem. Will you fix it? God said, no. No. I won't, Paul. Because my grace is sufficient to get you through what you're going through. My grace is sufficient to get you from this side of the sea to that side of the sea. Jesus didn't say, hey guys, we're going to the other side. It's going to be smooth sailing. He said, hey guys, we're going the other side. But you're fishermen. You know that storms pop up in the middle of the night. You know that bad things can happen. So let me tell you, Christian, bad things happen. But his grace is sufficient. To see you through the waves that you think are going to bowl you over. Through the winds that you think are not down. His grace will see you through. Because when you're weak, if you're thoroughly and fully relying on God, it's seen. His grace is sufficient to get you through. And that's a promise He's made to you. You know, maybe there's a reason you're in a storm. And what you got to quit doing, quit whining about it, quit bailing the water, quit worrying about everything. You know, it's kind of like the, 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 the man that brought the child to Jesus who kept throwing himself in the fire. And, and finally, when Jesus healed him, here's what he said. He said, Mark chapter 9, verse 24, straightway, the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief midst of a problem i'm in the midst of a storm help me to have more strength help me to see your grace help me to realize you're always here help me to know that the strength's always there god that you've never left me you never forsake me that you're going to get me through this help me to remember that because this storm looks horrible you think about the storms the disciples went through you think about peter as he steps out on the water and he's walking on water you know, it's not like he stepped one foot out the boat and went under. No, he walked from the boat to Jesus. But then he took his eyes off Jesus and started to stare at the storm. And what happens when you do that? You go down. When the storm becomes more than the Lord in your life, let me tell you what happens. You start to sink. When the storm becomes more than the Lord is in the Right there with you, your boat starts to go under and you think you're going to drown. But Paul said, his grace is sufficient. You know, I think, they're, they're, uh, they're, you know, like I said, this one's for me because, man, I struggle sometimes understanding him in the midst of the storms I'm in. Why am I going through that? How many of you ever done that? Lord, why me? Why me? Why now? Lord, I got so much on me I can't handle it. God, you don't understand. Yeah, ain't that the funniest thing we never say to God? God, you don't understand. But we do. And, and, and we, 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 I always thought it was hilarious. Here's Jesus. They could have woke him up earlier, but man, they're out there trying to bail the water out. They're, they're probably tying everything down, holding on to everything they got. Just like we do, trying to fix the problem. 
trying to trying to hold on. I don't know why I'm going through the storm. Why I can just hear it. I don't even know why we come out here at night. This is horrible. We're gonna drown. You ain't bailing fast enough. You ain't tied it down quick enough. You know, we, we forget you know, we forget the words of the Bible where James told us, My brethren, count it all joys when you fall in divers temptation. I always think as why should I be thank the Lord? Thank you for this misery I'm going through. And he tells us this. He says, knowing this, that the trying of your faith, you hear that? The trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have a perfect worth, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. You're going through that storm because the guy's trying to show something. He's trying to help you get closer to him. Well, preacher, I am close. Maybe not enough. You know, maybe I, I need to be here asking the master to give me peace in the calm of my storm. Let me do like they did, finally see the truth of who he is. You realize God never stops loving you. No matter what it is, there's people that thought, well, I wouldn't be going through this if God loved me. No, God didn't say I'm going to make everything perfect. In Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17 through 19, Paul wrote, he said that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God Paul said when you realize how much God loves you in the midst of that storm you're going in you'll be able to make because you'll be full and you'll say Lord I know you're here because when you're full of that knowledge you realize everything God's promised we're going to the other side I didn't say it would be easy, but you're going to get there. I didn't say you'd have it made, but you're going to get there. Some people think you've forgotten you, and I've been there. But in reality, where was Jesus the whole time? He was asleep in the boat. See, if Jesus, who is the Lord of all, knew there was a storm coming, they couldn't make it through, he had been awake. Instead, he knew that this wasn't that bad. And he was asleep. We forget what the Bible tells us. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 12 and 14. It says, Then you shall come. And I will hearken unto you. Ye that seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. And I will be found of you, saith the Lord, and I will turn away your captivity. So how hard are you calling out to them? Why are you still in the boat trying to save yourself? Or maybe, have you forgotten about everybody else that's in the boat? Are in the boats beside you? Are you looking at the storm or are you living in peace? 
living in peace doesn't mean living just everything's perfect. It means being able to understand that storms happen and things do. But God's always there. Until you crawl out to him, until you humble yourself, as he said in the Bible, he says, when my people humble themselves, pray, then I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. How humble are you to him? And are you crawling out or are you whining? Every head bowed, every eye closed. Heavenly Father, Lord, you told the disciples, they heard it what faith was. The Lord, it wasn't until they got in the storm that they that their faith was tried. Father, as you say, you're always there. Sometimes we forget that. We're too worried about the storms in our life to realize that the master of the sea is right there with us. So, Father, this morning, there's others like me who've been going through problems and focusing on the problem instead of on the problem fixer. The promises you've made. You told us we're going to make it. But we get scared. And we focus on the wrong things. So Lord during this invitation time have your way. Lord if there's somebody that doesn't know you. Let today be the day they realize that. If there's somebody here today Lord that. They're more worried about the problems than they are about you. Lord, I pray you touch their hearts and let them realize your grace is enough. But whatever their need is, Heavenly Father, Lord, let them realize you're as close as you were to the disciples. You're right there with them. All they had to do was turn to you and call to you. Have your way in the Lord's name I pray. Amen. I ask you to stand to your feet. We're going to sing page 123. As we do, the altar is open.
have a blessed week. I don't know about y'all. I don't know if what's worse, all the rain or the day afterwards with all the pollen. So, amen. I'm already losing my voice, so y'all be much in prayer for one another. Remember those that are not here, we got some that are out traveling, we got some that are sick, so we lifting each other up prayer. Think about the ones, like I said, who haven't been here in a while because they've been trying to overcome illness. We've got a lot of stuff going on, so be much in prayer for each other. Lift each other up prayer, and the altar's still open. If you need to cry out to them, besides you can't pick yours out on like walking down in front of everybody. Get cut between you and God needs to be right, no matter what. Some of us are too proud and need to realize that we don't need to be proud like that. I hope you have a blessed week. Remember our Bible study we did tonight. We're, we're in Matthew at the moment and all of it this course. We're going to be through with in that for a while. Then we're going to go to Thessalonians after that. Do you make anything before we leave this morning? That family's been through an awful lot. Tracy's not doing well at all. So y'all please lift up the sister. And remember Shannon, because I know it's been, it's been hard on him. Anybody else this morning? John, will you close the prayer? <laughs>